straight from GP, ran to Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets, these are voices for the people that don't get to speak, issues, black news, the conversation's deep, shout out to Slick I'm Nick, I'm going in on the beat, iPods, Androids, or your laptop, these boys swinging for the fence, saying lie, then came a long way from being homies on the block, from afros and braids, and now they at the top, you want facts, this is where I get them from, GP3, RTT, at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 Follow us on iTunes Give us a 5 star Follow us on SoundCloud GP3 Homies from the Block And now, here's Ran and Tommy B GP3 Homies from the Block Hey, what's up y'all? We are back It is round 102 GP3 in the house, ran. Hey, man, welcome back, man, for 102. What's up, man? <laughs> By the skin of my chinny chin chin. <laughs> welcome back, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right, and you? I'm doing okay, man. Doing okay. It's uh, it's a memorable week, man. Call it momentous, whatever you want to call it. You know, we lost the queen. We're gonna get into that a little bit, man. But um, you know, before we get rolling. Um, just tell everybody the GP3 story. Oh, GP3 stands for Grove Park 3, the three of us uh, from the Grove Park community in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. We went to Grove Park Elementary School. My name is Rand. I grew up on uh, South Elizabeth Place. I'm a member of Merita Tut. Uh, grew up on Charlotte Place. And Tommy B um, on good old North Avenue, man. Good old North Avenue. Hey, man, um, you got any shout outs? Uh couple of them, man. Not, not a lot of them. Uh, you know, this has not been a real big shout-out week right here. Um, you know, one of the things is I want to give a shout-out to Kenya New Big Deal on uh, Netflix. You broke up there a little bit, but I, I think you said Kenya Burris, right? Yeah, Kenya Burris. Mm-hmm. Kenya Barris, excuse me. Kenya Barris, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, for his, uh, he, he inked a deal with Netflix for a TV series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big. Yeah. Uh, right. There's no details out about it, but, you know, um, when you got a, a, a network that has over 130 million subscribers, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. I think it's like um, eight figure. It's an eight figure deal, from what I'm hearing. It's a, it's a pretty big deal. Right. Very big right. deal. Yeah. Uh, give a shout out to uh, Kobe Bryant. Kobe um, for his uh, six million dollar investment in, in body armor. Now is estimated to be worth about 200 million dollars. Excellent. Uh, Coca Cola is um, has bought an ownership stake in it. The same thing. So when they bought vitamin water and how 50 cent, I think he made uh, several million dollars himself off that deal. Good. Good for Kobe. So, yeah. So, you know, I think those are some, you know, some great things. But, you know, in memoriam, um, Kofi Annan, mm-hmm. uh, w- one of the most graceful uh, diplomats we probably have ever seen in our lifetime, uh, passed away at the age of 80. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, in, uh, in 1958 on this day, uh, some students... Uh, in Oklahoma City, uh, did a did a sit-in at a lunch camp. Wow. Some young people, uh, you know. Uh, Ralph Bunch became the first African-American to win the Nobel Peace Prize. He won that in 1954. Excellent, man. Not just He's not just named after. It's not just a school. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. And, and you know, um, if you ever go out to UCLA, um, yeah. on the campus, they have a lot of things um, regarding him. Um, yeah. you know, people don't realize he's he, not only he graduated from UCLA, he graduated top of his class. And also he was an athlete at UCLA. Excellent, man. Because people see, I think, older, you know, uh, uh, recent generations, man, they see a lot of these buildings named after people, and and they don't really know the story, the backstory. Right. They just know and, and Ralph, the name. And yeah. Ralph J. Bunch essentially was the Obama of his day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and so, going back, man, you know, saw- one of the things I wanted to mention, man, about you mentioned Kofi, uh, Kofi Annan, and um, you know he was the first Black African uh, to head the UN. Mm-hmm. Know? And uh, he did it for two consecutive terms. Um, you know, in, in the midst of a lot of crisis, a lot of wars, a lot of situations going on. So uh, would you say and, and that it was not an easy feat, you know, for him to handle it for um, for two terms? I mean, that, that had to be difficult, you know. Well, it was interesting is that, um, you know, uh, most people don't know that the U.N. secretary is a, is a five-year term. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare that someone gets two terms. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he was actually coaxed to to stay on for another five years. Yeah. That's how well respected and well regarded the man was. Well, it was. It's very difficult to find someone of his um, demeanor uh, and the way he carried himself. I mean, you know, as a, he he was a diplomat. He was a true diplomat. He knew. He, he was good at diplomacy. And, and you find, I, I guess, when it comes down to trying to find somebody to lead that organization, it's tough to find people who are diplomatic. And, and he was. so. Uh, right. Well, last but not least, I'd yeah. be remiss yeah. if I didn't give a shout out, a happy birthday to Percy Romeo Jr., Miller Jr. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Make it say, oh, is that him? <laughs> Yeah, little Romeo, <laughs> little Romeo. Was born on this day in 1989 uh, in Louisiana, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. All right, man, you got anything else? That's it, man. Cool. Thank you, man, for mentioning that good stuff. And, uh, you know, I made a mistake last week, man. I, I, I got um, Nichelle Nichols and Leslie Uggams mixed up because Leslie's actually in Deadpool. And uh, if you if you um, you've seen that, have you seen that Deadpool? The, um, the movie. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. And, and quite yeah. honestly, uh, that's an easy mistake to make, man, because if you look at both those women, yeah, they could pass for sisters. Oh, my God. And back in the day, every I'm not going to say let me I'll say every black actress you saw, they wore that similar hairstyle. You know, even when you look at the Aretha pics and you see Diane Carroll, Leslie Uggams. Michelle Nichols, and especially with the black and white films, man, you're like, you know, you, you get them mixed up. So, sorry, Leslie. Yeah, yeah sorry, that's Leslie. that's a that's an easy mistake to make, right there, brother. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I got a shout out, man. Um, uh, the What We Gonna Do podcast. Um, thanks for the feedback. You know, I I threw it out there. You know, I throw out the gauntlet every now and then for people to respond, and they responded to me about random uh, acts of flyness. Uh, gave me some some good feedback on that, and I've gotten uh, a few other pieces of feedback on that show. Have you have you seen it yet? I started, man, but I haven't finished the first episode. Yeah, it, it's um it's an interesting watch. I'll just say that. I mean, because uh, you you have to really pay attention, and you got to think. Uh, you know, it it ain't for everybody. Uh, I'll say that. Definitely. Yeah, ain't for I, it's one of those shows you got to be in the right frame of mind. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Because it's so unique. I mean, you really have to be. In, what I am, what I like about it is that we are given an opportunity to do shows like that mm-hmm. that are that are not the traditional black sitcom or the black music show or the or or, or, or the black uh, you know drama that has a you know has a drug kingpin in it. Uh, we're given an opportunity, just like the white boys, to show our uniqueness, yeah. our range. Agreed. In the way we think about things, you know, and, I, and I, I give a lot of credit to people like Jordan Peele for doing a get out. I think that opened up some eyes of people out there saying, whoa, black folks are not as uh, monochromatic as we think they are. Oh, dude, it is. It is definitely not a bland vanilla show. Yeah, right. That exactly. show, it's uh, who you call. It, it's almost like psychedelic. You know, it, you, you, you it reminds you of. The psychedelic 60s, 70s, like, you know, when, you know, it just, it, no when way to describe it, As I was it, looking at it, I thought about Donald Glover. I said, this is yeah. probably the stuff Donald Glover thinks of when he's high. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's a, definitely. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> high is the operative word. It, it's an interesting show. Hey, man, let me, let me go on and play it before we get into it. I, I, I just got to play a, 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 just a slither of it. Yeah, man, we lost the queen, man. Lost the queen. Um, you know, and and you know, um, it was interesting, man, because a lot of folks were 
over the last month had started talking about how ill she had become. And um, as of a couple of weeks ago, uh, stories started uh, leaking out about the fact that uh, the family was gravely concerned and they were they were starting to make arrangements. And, and you know, they didn't want it to get out. But, you know, of course, when you start making arrangements for somebody, the stature of, of Aretha, you know, word gets out. So I guess right around August 13th, um, they had reported that she was gravely ill um, and, you know, they started doing hospice care. Um, Stevie Wonder, Jesse Jackson, her ex-husband, Glenn Terman, uh, all of them started to come together, man. And, and on August uh, 16th, we lost her, man, 76, um, pancreatic, um, tumor. And, uh, you know, what can you say? Um, you know, I'll, I'll throw it to you, man. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of it, but your thoughts. You know, you know, man, you know, England has a queen and America has its queen. And that was Aretha Franklin, man. Mm-hmm. Agree. You know, uh, Aretha uh, set the standard for so many singers today, male and female, yeah. in so many different genres. I mean, here's a woman when Pavarotti could, took ill. She she stepped in his place and sang opera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at her life story, you know, her parents divorced. Her father uh, was the forerunner of today's uh, evangelist, TV evangelist preachers, mm-hmm. Reverend Franklin. Yeah, the million dollar voices they call. You know. Uh, people like Mahalia Jackson took care of her and taught her how to play the piano. Clara Ward. I mean, you know, Sam Cooke was a young gospel singer spending mm-hmm. the night at her house, yeah. you know, learning. I mean, this you talk about the influences that she had and then the influences that she that she has on others. I mean, I was listening to Otis Redding talk about respect. Mm-hmm. He basically said is that, once she sang his song, she took it from him. It was never his song anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they gave you know, it to Dionne her. You know, Dionne Warwick, the same thing. You know, she took Say a Little Prayer. It became her song, mm-hmm. you know. And she was a feminist. I mean, when you look at the songs that she she sang about um, and the stuff that she was doing behind the scenes, a lot, a lot of people didn't know. You know, she was actually paying the legal fees for Angela Davis. Yeah, you know what? It's interesting, man. She put the money up. I saw an interview uh, uh, about a day, maybe a day or two ago. Um, you know, again, we taped the show on Sunday. So, you know, she died earlier this week. Uh, last, I guess it's last week. And um, uh, Angela Davis did a uh, an interview and, and she mentioned that the money was put up. It was about $250,000. And she happened to be, at the time that the money was going to be applied, um, Aretha was in the Caribbean. So, uh, because she wasn't in the States and, and she was explaining that, um, you know, back then they didn't have that global money connection. So you had to be in the States in order to, to pay the bail. You, you couldn't wire it or anything like that. So, um, the guy who wound up paying her bail was, um, a farmer. One of the farmers, uh, owned extensive, uh, land in California and he, he put his land up. To, to pay her bail. But you know, the, the interesting wow. thing about it, Rand, is, um, and Angela Davis, she said she never met her. She never met her. But she always was grateful uh, to her for the fact that she did that. That's amazing. Don't well, you think? I read a quote that somebody asked Aretha, why does she do it? And she she made, she probably had the, the most honest quote, and I wish entertainers today mm-hmm. would hear that quote and live by it. Aretha said, I have made my money off of black folks. Yeah. And why shouldn't I have to, why can't, why shouldn't I spend it on black folks? Yeah. Yeah. When you talk about a person who understood her place Mm -hmm. and understood where her paycheck came from, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas many of the celebrities today, particularly these younger ones, um, you know, the way they literally insult their fan base. Yeah. Yeah. By throwing their wealth in the f- the face of their fan base. Mm-hmm. True. You know? uh, and and, I, and Steve Harvey, I, I've heard him say this too when somebody was asking him about his support of Obama, and he says it is in my best interest to support the support the person who has the best interest of my fan base. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, one of the things that uh, uh, Angela Davis mentioned was that even though the money didn't reach her, uh, Aretha's stature at the time 
help to turn the tide in terms of her support. Um, because, you know, of course, um, you know, Angela Davis, uh, had, had, um, embraced communism and, you know, so a whole lot of folks basically, you know, turned their back on her because she embraced communism. And, um, Aretha said, look, I don't care about, you know, she didn't care. She said, I'm not a communist. I really don't care. But, you know, this lady's in jail and, and the quote that you gave, she went on to give that quote, but, um, uh, she said, you know, Angela Davis, Dr. Davis said she would always be thankful because it turned the tide of support in her favor. Because after that, people really started the free Angela Davis movement, you know. Right. And so. So, yeah, you're right, man. I, I think in a lot of cases, the fact that, um, you know, if you're a celebrity and, and, and you jump on a cause, your money in a lot of cases doesn't always, um, I mean, your, your, your influence means more than your money. And her influence right. at that time was great, man. Uh, you know, so you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, going back to even, you know, the, the, uh, the King, I mean, King movement, when, when he spoke out, um, against the Vietnam war and the fact that a lot of people had turned their back on him because he spoke out against the Vietnam war, she went and started doing tours and she would send money back. Like you said, I mean, she was uh, giving money back to his, 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 his movement uh, because people had turned their back on him because uh, his, his, his benefactors had turned their back on him. They said, no, we're not going to fund you because you turned your back on the, I mean, you're, you're speaking out against the war and we don't, we don't agree with that. Right. Right. So she did some brave stuff, man. It was, it was, you know, brave, you know, to the point where, these were things that could have killed her career, and and she took. A and chance. you know, and also yeah. too, people don't realize some of her greatest hits. Her band was white. Yeah. Wow. The guys from Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and all those guys were white. There's a documentary about that. Yeah. And how one time her her second husband Ted was beating her, and the white boys came in and, and defended her. <laughs> wow, that's deep. I mean, so you know, uh, she, you know, and, and I hear a lot of stuff. I was on. Um, on social media, which I try, I try to stay away from a lot of that crap on social media. You know, people were trying to compare her and Beyonce, and I'm, my attitude is like, let the woman rest in peace. Yeah, Beyonce is going to have her day. You know, she's done some phenomenal things, but this is all about the queen. This is not about some comparison. This is not saying, you know, who's better, Kobe or Michael or, or LeBron or Michael. No, that's no silly, man. And 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 the thing is. The stuff that she did is unparalleled to some of the stuff that that uh, that artists are doing today. Beyonce has done some wonderful things, but the times are different. Uh, and Beyonce has has stepped up to the plate, and again, and do her things based on today's times. Please stop making these comparisons about who's the greatest. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. Hey, uh, what's your favorite man? What what's some of your favorite Aretha? You know, because because one of the things. And, and I'll, I'll get into where I feel, but but you, what what are some of your favorites? Some of your Aretha stuff? Uh, man, I you know I I really don't. I mean, I, I, it's not one song I listen to more than the other. I, I mean, they're equally as important to me mm-hmm. as um you know, other songs. I mean, uh, I never loved a man like I love you. Yeah. Uh, oh my. Oh me, oh my. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh me, oh my. Rock steady. Mm-hmm. Daydreaming. I mean, I could just go on. I mean, her latest stuff, you know, uh, Freeway to Love. You know, that was music of its times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it's as 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 uh, classical uh, as as uh, has the longevity of some of her earlier stuff. But right, right, you know, right. I give it credit. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew up. Um, you know, I was more. Whereas I think a lot of the older generation may have been more uh, about the. The early stuff, because, you know, after she left Columbia and she went to um, to Atlantic, the early Atlantic stuff. But I was more 70s, man. I was right in that that transition, that black, young, gifted and black was my favorite and will always be my favorite album, man. It's Oh Me, Oh My. Um, you got you got something chewing in the background, man. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm. Trying to do something as I'm talking, you at the same time, but I'm I'm back with you. All right, I, I thought that was like the dog chewing up your keyboard. I'm like, what's that? What's? <laughs> oh man, we 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 had to we had to put him down. Man. Oh man, oh my god, we got to oh, man, rest in peace, pop. Um, 
Uh, oh me, oh my, man! But you know, was was one of my big favorites, man. Rocksteady, uh, Daydreaming, and that all came from that Young, Gifted, and Black album. Uh, I don't know if you remember the Sparkle album, uh, giving him something he can feel. That was the Curtis yeah, Mayfield, Philip Michael Thomas, Irene Cara, yeah, Lynette McKee, man. That was some fine light skinned women. <laughs> she did, she, but you know, she did that album. Uh, you know, and and. Uh, I, I loved her, you know, when she did the Blues Brothers thing. That was amazing. Yeah, in Vogue, I mean, old hard check on that album. Right oh, they now. did. They absolutely did. Uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure they got her that check when they redid that song, or Curtis Mayfield got a check. Um, the Arista stuff jumped to it, uh, which was, you know, produced by Luther Vandross. Uh, Luther Vandross did the Jump to It album. Um, you know, Who's Zooming Who, which was uh, Narada, Narada, Michael Walden. But, you know, it, it was interesting even when she did Rose is Still a Rose, uh, which was like the last single, um, the, her last charting single with uh, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill wrote that song, um, which was a, a, a big hit for her in 1998. She did Babyface, you know, Willing to Forgive You. A lot of people forget about that song. And, uh, of course, she was on the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack, too, with uh, Why Does It Hurt So Bad? You know, yeah, she so. was, uh, as Stevie said, uh, they were in talks about getting back into the studio together themselves, working together. Well, I, I love the fact that she could always, she she reinvented herself for 60 years, man. You know? Um, oh, yeah. For over the 60-year period. I mean, she was constantly, you know, reinventing herself, doing things and being successful. So, yeah. So, you know, uh, interesting, man. I don't know if, if um, you heard... Uh, last week. Now this is real life. Let's let's this happened at a barbershop in Virginia. There was a shooting, man, over some guys who were arguing about who should play her in the upcoming biopic. Um did you know that? Like Thursday in Virginia, two guys got into a fight and and one was shot, you know, take one was taken to jail, one was taken to the hospital. I mean, it got that serious. My people, man. My people. We <laughs> do that. That's serious. We do that. But the we word <laughs> the word is that uh and, you know, I hope, I hope he's okay. I'm not laughing at the situation him. You know, the guys were getting shot. It's just the situation itself. That's how intense it got, man, in terms of, you know, how people love, you know, Aretha. And um the biopic um from what we're hearing uh, Clive Davis and, and and all the industry folks and the producer have indicated that it's probably going to be Jennifer Hudson, which I think is the best choice. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Halle Berry had indicated, you know, she can't sing. She said it back in 2011 that personally Halle said, you know, I can't sing um, and, and she wouldn't do the, the role justice. So I, I do believe, um, you know, the best choice, man, is J-Hud uh, and, you know, uh, I, I think she'll, she'll unless they it. find us unless they find an unknown out there we don't know about man I mean you know yeah I think it's gonna take a J HUD man I think it's gonna take J HUD I I hope uh, J HUD uh, gets it um, I, I agree with that of, yeah. of all the the, 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 the the celebrities right now with a little notoriety and singers I, I mean she's she's the one that I would pick but I'm just saying you know there's probably some sister out there on the Chitlin circuit yeah doing some Aretha revival. You know, in a in a church in a in a church uh, auditorium right now, mm-hmm. uh, that could probably be the be the one. But I I know I understand Hollywood. Uh, yeah, they gotta they gotta people. they gotta sell they this gotta movie. Get, you know, they gotta, you gotta get cheeks in the seat. That's why you put Beyonce in the movie. Yeah, you gotta get people to show up. Yeah, that's why you put Kim Kardashian in the movie. You want people to show up. Yeah, but J Hud, man, I I, I think J Hud is is a hell of a singer. Uh, some folks have mentioned uh, Fantasia as a possibility, um, but um, you know I'm I'm I, I'm I'm supporting J Hud. I hope J Hud gets the role, man. I yeah, think, well, you know, with Fantasia, I don't think we really know her acting abilities. Oh, J Hud. I mean, when she did Dreamgirls, man, and and won Best oh, yeah. Actress. Um, well, you know, she, Beyonce got gypped, man. She got you know they should have given her uh, Oscar for Best Light Skin Performance. <laughs> You know. <laughs> See, starting some best mess. pretty girl, best pretty woman <laughs> performance. She gets an Jay Hud deserved and got what she deserved. Okay, it's yeah, just Jay Hud is Jay Hud is a, a very talented Hudson. person. I would I would agree with that. And I hate Jennifer Hudson. You know, and I'm not gonna get into it, but you know, hasn't really had another role or a significant role since. Um, and 
And hopefully this might open some other opportunities for her. Hallie's had her day. I'll leave it at that. Um, the home going, um, and, and just to you know update, and I'll put this on the podcast page too. Um, her, she's going to lie in state um, from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., August 28th, 29th. And uh, if you've been to Detroit, the Charles Wright uh, Museum, African-American history. Damn, man, that's a long time. That's like James Brown, man. Yeah, man. Yes. Two days, two days. And uh, the funeral services, which is going to be more friends and family, uh, is going to be on the 31st. I'm not sure what they're going to do on the 30th. But, um, you know, of course, the the funeral is going to be private. And I'm sure they're going to have that as they did with Whitney. Um, And and most of the celebrities, uh, it'll be televised to the public. Um, And uh, the um, there is an organize people are organizing their folks who are organizing a musical tribute with major recording artists and the venue they haven't come up with a venue yet but uh i, I heard a rumor they were talking about madison square garden and it could be november that's what i heard interesting a rumor we'll see I, you know I, I i wish and and it'd be interesting to see how the family responds maybe unless the family's involved in that um i would have thought they try to keep everything major in detroit you know, because she did so much for Detroit and she spent so much time in Detroit. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see where that, I mean, maybe, I mean because, you know, you can imagine Rand, they're going to do a couple of shows, man. They, this, there's going to be more than one, um, you know, when you talk about, but, but, you know, you consider the fact that, you know, um, I don't know. Did you see the interview with Smokey, Smokey Robinson? And they weren't together. I saw but, an interview. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I saw an interview with Smokey. Yeah. Yeah. The interview with Smokey. And then you the interview um, with uh, Stevie Wonder, um, where I'm he, just waiting for Cirque du Soleil to get a hold of this man. Oh well, oh well, you know why wouldn't they? I mean, it's I'm it, just it waiting is, for them to get a hold of him, man. I mean, musically, there are going to be so many, you know, interesting revivals and twists on on her life and her music, man. Uh, you know, it's ongoing, and it should be, quite frankly. Um, you know, it should be because, um, you know, if anything, man, man, maybe it might turn the tide and with some of this crap we're getting, you know, out of out of the speakers these days um, and, and maybe wake some folks up to do the right thing musically and artistically. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. You got anything else to say about Aretha, man? No, man. I mean, it's, it's you know, when you really think about her, man, it's, it's nothing more you can say, man. It's not enough words no. to, uh, to really express what she meant to this country. I agree. I agree, man. And, and um, you know, when you see the dignitaries who are making statements from Obama and, you know. Did course, Trump make one? 45 did. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, it was. Did he insert himself in it? Well, you know, of course he had to say something to the effect outside of the official statement that uh, she worked for him. <laughs> And, you know, and, you know, she probably worked at one of the casinos. She probably did, you know, did a show at one of the casinos, you know. But, um, you know, of course, yeah, there was some narcissistic injections happening. Yeah. So, of course. Yeah. All right. Rest in peace, Queen. And, and, you know, we'll keep people up to date and and we'll definitely uh, continue, man. It's going to be a, an interesting couple of weeks because we do. We're going to have you know at least another month of of Aretha happenings and uh, and updates. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, moving on. Uh, uh, Amarosa is shaking things up, bro. What are your thoughts? Hey, man. You know, um, <laughs> I've been listening to this um, podcast called Slow Burn. Okay. And slow burn is about the Clinton impeachment mm. uh, hearing. Okay. And she is like Monica Lewinsky, man. You think? But, but, but I mean, from the standpoint of a woman that you didn't suspect is the co- is the cause of the downfall. And the difference between her and, and, and Monica Lewinsky, Monica was a 20-something-year-old naive girl that was that was being that was forced into a certain direction. Yes. This woman right here knows what the hell she's doing. Oh yeah. And she, she and Stormy Daniels are just like, you know, if Robert Mueller ain't doing anything, these women are doing so much damage to him Yeah. right now. Um, that 
he can't get it. He can't do his job, man. <laughs> I mean, well, you know? from from what I'm hearing and and what what Amarosa um, has mentioned is she's got 200 recordings of interactions. You know, audio which is and amazing. video. That's what she was talking about. Amazing that she's got 200 of the Trump team. Um, and, and of course, Tuesday, they filed, um, uh, the, the Trump campaign, uh, filed to force her to enter into arbitration, um, indicating that she breached the 2016 confidentiality agreement with, um, uh, Trump Inc. So it'll be interesting to see how that comes out because she really, she's like, I don't care, you know, and, and, um, well, it, it depends on, see, some of the, some of the, um, the tapes are not part of the campaign they're they're white house right so so you know they can go after her for stuff that happened on the campaign but in terms of the stuff that happened in the white house yeah uh you know since she was not privy to tops top secret high clearance stuff for the most part Mm -hmm. uh it's open game it's open season yeah it's going to be interesting man um you know and and a lot of folks are saying i don't know you watch mar um you know, Bill Maher had to make a comment. <laughs> he says, I can't wait to say she went to bed with Trump. I can't wait to hear Well, that. you know, the, the, the last uh, the last comment she said that I I, I, had indi- I saw from her uh, was an indication that Trump hit on her. And, oh, yeah, he did. He did. And, he did. And she has the recording, and I think she's saving it. It's just interesting, man, that... Um, of everything that's going on, of all the rollout and investigations, it's going to take Omarosa to bring out the truth. Who would have thought? You know? Right, right. And, you know, what goes around comes around, man. If you treat people like shit, yeah. when it's time for them, when you treat them like shit, and they have the opportunity to come back, hey, yeah. she's coming back, man. See, these other people are, uh, I think they're so afraid. Mm-hmm. Omarosa's like, look, I'm showing y'all how to stretch out 15 minutes of fame for almost 20 years now. <laughs> for 20. <laughs> I'm 20 whatever years. it is, I don't know. <laughs> it I'm, might I'm be. showing you how to stretch it out. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. All right, man. Uh, the N-word. Um, interesting thing. Um, you know, of course, that came out in the Omarosa drama. The fact that there might be a tape out there with the N-word audio. White House indicates that they can't guarantee the public won't hear. That's amazing. Don't don't you think it's a little bit amazing when? Well, you know what? what, what why the, why should we really care, man? It, I mean, yeah. his racism is, is 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 front and center. I mean, whether yeah. he said the N word or not, I really don't care. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, it, but what's more interesting I mean, to me is when um, the White House can't guarantee that it's not out there. That's basically saying, yeah, he said it. But we don't. We're not sure if, if there's proof. Well, I think Sarah. He, no, they, they're they're saying. You know, they're not saying it, but it, it indirectly, it's almost like saying, "Well, he probably did, but you'll never find the proof." Well, yeah, I mean, just like on that tape with, with Katrina Pearson. I mean, she basically said it. Oh. Look, he said it. He just embarrassed. Wow. Okay, he said it. And uh, and I they think had Sarah to backtrack. Yeah, uh, Pearson. I think Sarah to... Huckabee now is is really. I think I think she's taking a step back to say, "Whoa." Yeah. Um, I'm getting too deep in this rabbit hole. At some point, I, I got to start protecting myself. I agree. And, and, but, but, you know, another thing that came up, and, and it's always got to be somebody from Georgia. GOP State Senator Michael Williams uh, from Georgia told Victor Blackwell on CNN, uh, and, and I quote, I will always say using the N-word is wrong, and it's bad and should never be accepted in our society. But just because Trump might have done it years ago, not as our president, doesn't mean we need to continue to berate him because he used it. Ugh. Okay. So when he grabs your wife by the pussy or your daughter by the pussy. Okay. Yeah. That means it doesn't matter. You know, you know okay, whatever, whatever. So I guess, you know, what what he's basically saying is there's a statute of limitation on the N-word. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's amazing, man. And, and you know, I, I, I guess, you know, whether you're Republican, Democrat, communist, independent, Green Party, you know, 
the position is the position. I mean, the, the presidency is the presidency. And, you know, I, I just don't, you know, what's, what's the, you know, not the precedent, but the precedent in a president having this kind of background. There is none. You know what I mean? Because so many of the presidents who have taken office have been in public service for so many years. You know what I mean? So, so it, it's, this is the danger of putting someone in office who comes from the entertainment business, basically. Well, yeah. it's, I don't, you know, I mean, I, I think I, that's I part of point, it. But, I mean, but and, this is really more about this man's character. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, you, you, you I mean, it's not, I mean, the industry to me has nothing to do with it. I mean, yeah. you've been in the entertainment industry and you know some people who are very honorable, and then you know some people on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, and, it is. It is about the individual. I, I do agree, but I think, yeah, go ahead. I'll let you finish. Yeah, you know, and, and here's a guy who's, quote, a branding expert, a person, a master manipulator of the press and the media and stuff, but but he's just a horrible person. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I mean, Michael Bloomberg was a business person and he was the mayor of New York for two or three terms and you never heard anything like this out of him. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Hey, man, uh, go ahead and, and um, give me your thoughts on the Manafort trial. Um, I don't think it looks good, man. For who? I think this thing is. I don't think. I don't think it looks good for the for the prosecution, man. I think this thing is going to come out as an acquittal. I kind of feel that way too. And and one of the things. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, really, man. I I just, I, I just think that this thing is going to come out as an as a, an acquittal. I think this judge has done a lot to 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 um. Uh, move the trial and that move the verdict in that direction mm -hmm. by his behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of a couple of things that are being considered by the jury, by the way, and and I'm sure we're probably going to have by the time this podcast hits, uh, you know, tomorrow. Um, I think we're going to have a verdict either Monday or Tuesday. Um, Rick Gates, a couple of things to consider. Um, Rick Gates's credibility is going to be on the line, whether or not you know that's what the jury is going to be considering. Um, the judge's behavior throughout throughout the um, the trial, which you know he's been erratic, and he's been erratically against the prosecutors. He's been very tough on the prosecution. Uh, Manafort's lifestyle is going to be considered, um, and um, uh, some folks have mentioned. I think this is from the New York Times: an overly complex scheme. Whether the scheme is basically just too complex for a jury to handle, to, to, to absorb, you know, and, and then, you know, also uh, one of the other things that uh, is being considered, whether or not it's Trump versus Mueller, you know, and, and how the jury sits in terms of whether or not they support Trump or Mueller. And in many cases when, you know, of course the president of the United States makes a statement about um, a trial, <laughs> an active trial, and basically throws his support to the defendant, you know, that, that has, uh, that has impact, you know, and, 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 you know, again, that's unprecedented that, um, you know, a, a, a sitting president would make a comment about an active trial as it's gone to the jury. And, and it's almost to the point Rand, where I think they should have sequestered the jury. I, I feel like that, you know, you send the jury home, um, and, First of all, you know they're going to hear about it. It's everywhere. There's no way you can escape it. The judge is telling them, "Don't don't watch well, social you know, media." That's going to be the second there's trial no too. Yeah, there's one in what in D.C. in Washington. This is Virginia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So this the, the, this verdict is going to have implications on the on the next trial. Yeah, it is because if he's acquitted, there's almost wouldn't you call it almost like a rollover effect? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I, I do. I mean, I just think this guy's going to be acquitted, man. I, I feel that's that way. Just not, I, mean, I have been in, feel that I have way been too. in three jury rooms mm -hmm. and the way people think and the way people hear information and the way they interpret it mm -hmm. uh, is amazing. Yeah, I agree. It's amazing. Has anybody mentioned the racial makeup? I haven't. I know it's six men, six racial. women, you know, is balanced gender, but, but no word, you know, about, you know, racial diversity on the, on the jury. It'll be interesting. Oh man. 
oh, hate to even get into this Catholic Church. Just um, amazing, man. Um, Grand Jury Report, Pennsylvania, 800 plus pages. Um, sex abu- sexual abuse by 300 plus priests. More than a thousand children abused. And, and I think it's, it encompasses, Ran, uh, 50, 60, 70 year, year period. So it, it's an extensive period. Um, I'm not even going to get into, you know, some of the stuff from the report because it, it's graphic. Um, you had one family, an example would be one family, five sisters were molested in the same family. And the priest actually was a friend of the family. And, and it just, it's, it's just crazy made for, I mean, it ain't even made for TV. It's movie stuff. And then the well, youngest victim, it, 18 months old. And I'll leave it at that. I'll throw it to you. Well, some of it. What's really disappointing about it is that um, many of the priests are no longer active priests or they're deceased. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing is many of these victims, because of Pennsylvania statute of limitations, Mm -hmm. uh, they will never see a trial. They can never go after these guys. And that's one of the things that they were saying that that they want to change in their legislature in terms of certain crimes that should not have a statute of limitations mm-hmm. against it. Which, which, which involves children and, and pedi- pedophilia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's interesting. Now Pope Francis did actually come out again. I mean, he spoke, everybody was waiting for him to say something, you know, um, against this in support of, of, uh, of taking a stand and, and doing something about it. It's just going to be interesting how uh, the Catholic Church responds um, to it. Um, I do think eventually they're going to have to do away with statute of limitations on, on this type of behavior in this arena. Uh, it's going to have to go all the way to the Vatican. Well, he had to say something because they're losing members uh, in droves. Yeah, they are. And it's, you know, it's, it makes it more difficult. And that's money. It, it makes it more difficult if, if he's talking about recruiting. You know, you're right. losing it's, and you're not bringing in new, you know. Right, right. Because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, this is, this Catholic church has, has been a haven for pedophiles. Yeah. Well, you know, I, you don't throw a blanket. I'm, I'm not going to just throw a blanket over all. But if they don't fix this, then they are going to be complicit. And, and that's what people are saying. If if you can't fix the problem, then you're complicit in the problem. So we'll see um, how this all plays out. Um, and this is only in Pennsylvania. This is only we're talking about only one state. This is I mean, the, the report is just ridiculous, man. It, well, it's worse man. overseas. Oh, yeah. It's worse overseas. Amazing. Hmm. Let's move. Couple of light things, man. I need to lighten up a little bit here. Um, I, I missed, man. I still have not seen Black Klansman had something come up. I missed it, but um, you know, I saw it last night. Ah, any thoughts, feedback? Uh, that was a good movie, man. Yeah. That was a good movie. I mean, because I mean, it, it was telling a story. Uh, um, what you expected? Was it what you expected? Yeah, it's what I expected, man. I mean, uh, it was, it was, it was. You know, it's based on uh, actual events. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had some good. Uh, scenes in it, uh, terms about a, a, a person's duality, mm-hmm. uh, being a, uh, a black person, uh, a cop, uh, you know, those are that duality, uh, that, um, John David Booty had to play his character, mm-hmm. Ron Stallworth, yeah. and also the duality of some other, some of the white characters in there too. Yeah. Um, also it did show, um, Spike did a masterful job of planting seeds, um, of dialogue and conversation that is relevant to us today. And you can see how uh, Trump came to power on certain things because in the movie it showed that the Klan understood the power of politics Mm. and the power of language. Okay. How to utilize language in such a way to get your agenda done uh, without walking around wearing sheets. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Well, you know, I, I don't know if you know there's controversy, as there always is, when there's a Spike Lee movie. Uh, the guy Boots Riley, filmmaker, you, you know about the movie Sorry to Bother with um, God, the kid from uh, Atlanta. 
the, the it came out this uh, this summer, early summer. But uh, sorry, the sorry to bother filmmaker name his name is Boots Riley. Uh, he's basically saying the movie is made up. It's a made up story, and uh, it softens the reality of pro- of police brutality and police shootings of Black Americans. Do you agree with that? Since you've seen it, but the movie wasn't about that. Well. That wasn't what the story is about. Yeah. I heard Ron um, on uh, on NPR. Mm-hmm. This was not about police brutality. I mean, yes, it had a, had a, some scenes in there about police brutality and how the police uh, in in some of these communities. Let's be honest, the the police and the KKK are the same individuals. Mm, yeah, but yeah. this was about a story about how this guy infiltrated the KKK. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I understand this 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 gentleman's uh, viewpoint. Police brutality is something I despise. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Spike's an artist. Spike yeah. has a vision. Yeah, it's his vision. Just like he has a vision for his thing. Yeah. And yeah. some movies are meant to inspire. Some movies are are meant to be funny. Some movies are meant to be for you to cry again this is his vision yeah yeah and every and- every spike lee movie came the i think the challenge we have is sometimes we want our movies to address all the social ills sometimes mm-hmm. you know what you need to have a movie just downright entertainment yeah well you know oliver stone has gotten away with it for years <laughs> right and he says don't let yeah. don't let the facts get in the way <laughs> <laughs> right. Even when right. he even right. when he did JFK. <laughs> you know right. Like, exactly. Don't let exactly. the facts so, get in the way. Know, I mean the guy's yeah. entitled his opinion. Yeah, you but know. Remember, you know, just like Hell, Michael anytime Moore. you're in a creative space, <laughs> you open yourself up for criticism. Yeah, that's, that's, that's part true. of the job. That's part of the job. Part of the job. Trust me, I know. The other thing is, uh and, and I'll I'll get off Spike for a minute. The other controversy is that Spike accepted, uh, according to reports, uh, 200,000 200, to do a police campaign in New York. Um, you know, I guess it was a marketing, uh, a, a film thing that he did, you know, for under his brand. And um, somebody out of New York is criticizing him for taking on that project because it belonged to the police. So, yeah, always something. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But that kind of thing is out there when you make a hit movie. That's the nature of the beast. Hey man, did you see Janet on late night with Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. Yeah, man. That that was, I wasn't impressed, man. Yeah. I'm I'm glad she's back. You're not impressed. It's her vocals are never really all that great. Um, But, but you know, I'm glad Janet is still active. You know, she can, you know, she should remain active. Um, You know, I've seen the video, heard the song. And, uh, you know, it's a tough climate for those kind of artists coming back, considering how, how much music has changed. So, um, you know, as long as they keep doing it, you know, I wish Janet would go into film because I, you know, I always, cause even when she was acting as Penny back during the good time days, she always had, you know, that, um, she always had the ability to act in the presence on screen. Even when she did the thing with, um, why did I get married with, with, um, Tyler Perry. I just wish she'd go back and do movies. I mean, she could still continue to do her her film thing, but do the what the Will Smith. You know, uh, I, I think she could have been big. Maybe it was because she got married and got all that money. Um, but uh, but I, it looks like she's becoming active again. So why weren't you impressed? Was it just the the song itself? Well, I mean, you know, it was it was so much going on in the video. I saw the, the, on Jimmy Fallon. It was so much going on in the, in in the in her performance. Yeah. Yeah, that it, it, it. I just had it to me. It looked like they were hiding something. Okay, you know, um, they were trying to create all these distractions and stuff mm-hmm. because there's because she is lacking something. Uh, you know? Would that be a voice? <laughs> She's never be been known. She's never been known I mean, as a singer, man. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, basically, her music just, was was all. It was all beat driven. I yeah. mean, and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I mean, they, it was all about the beat. And it, it's just and, like Madonna and, you know, Aretha was well known for skewering, you know, and, and throwing shade on folks who couldn't sing. Um, and, and Janet's more of an entertainer. I've never held the, the you know, uh, put the vocal 
uh, metal I on mean, Janet. I saw it, man. I thought it was a scene from um, from Dog coming, on, uh, coming to coming America. To America. Man. It was, <laughs> so it was, much going on. It was on, Wakanda, man. man. Like, okay. It was Wakanda, bro. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm, it I'm was just, so much going you know. on, man. I, it, 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 at times, I lost. I, I couldn't find her. I was like, "Where'd Janet go?" <laughs> but and I gotta so say, you know what, man? I'm gonna throw some. I'm gonna throw some love Janet's way. Go on and do it, girl. You fifty something. I mean, do I your mean, thing. Go ahead. I mean, I, you know, you asked me how I thought about. It. I mean, I, no, you're I right. I'm just, yeah, I'm just coming I back. Mean, I, I, hey, man, I, I don't fault a person for uh for doing what she got to do. Yeah. I, but you know, I just guess that. You know, you're 50 something years old. You, yeah. you can't do what you, you normally could do. And yeah. I mean, I put it to you like this I liked her performance better than I saw. I've seen um, a recent Tony Braxton video okay. where she is trying to be like a 20 something year old. Yeah, don't. And you yeah. like. Yeah, stay in you your like, lane. Seriously? Yeah. I know, I know Birdman got your mind, but damn. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you're to the point where you're a mom. You're almost a grandma. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, but whatever. Yeah. I hope she does well. I hope Janet does well. Relevant. Yeah, I know. They're just trying to stay relevant. You know, it's tough. It's tough. It's it, it's definitely, you know, even though you don't see a lot, you don't see as many male R&B artists out there as you used to. It's tough on these women trying to trying to stay relevant against these twenty somethings, and even Man, the Ariana Grande just, of the world. Who she, by the way, Ariana did a a tribute to Aretha, which I thought she did a good job. Natural woman, she did, you know, she has a, she good has a voice. great voice. Her and Christina Aguilera. I mean, yeah. those 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 girls got great voices, you know. But yeah. you know, Janet, go to Vegas. <laughs> go to Vegas. I remember many years Join ago, Brittany, I was Brittany. I was working in a. Uh, I was working for a major toy company yeah. in New England, mm-hmm. and um, and, and uh, Jeffrey Osborne's uh, nephew worked on on my team with me. Yeah, great guy. And I met the, I met the entire Osborne family. They 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 took me in. It was great people. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was asking Jeffrey at the time why wasn't he touring. Mm-hmm. And when he broke it down to me, he said, "Look, dog," he said, "I can tour 50, 60 cities, and I might net a hundred something." You know, 150 grand, 250 grand when it's all said and done mm-hmm. well, after yeah. expenses and all that type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm on the road for 40, 50 nights. Don't know where the hell I'm at half the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doing a gazillion radio interviews, doing a lot of promotion and all that. Well, I can take my ass to Vegas, mm-hmm. walk from my hotel room to the venue every night and make 175 grand a week. Yes. That's the place to be. <laughs> you that's, know? Hey, but you and know I what? Can... That's what, that's what, um, that's what Britney Spears did, right. you know. I, 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 I think. I mean, he, he's got a point. He's absolutely right. And, and he said, and I can do that, and I don't have to worry about anything. Everything is comp. Yeah. And he said, literally, he says, I walk from my hotel room to the hotel ballroom where I'm performing. Yeah. Packed house. Don't have to. Don't have to look at the side of the stage and someone mouthing to me. Dude, you're in Des Moines. Okay, Des Moines. What's up? You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, again, we talked about random acts of flyness. Uh, I want to thank everybody who followed up because I, I threw out the gauntlet. Just wanted some feedback, and I'm still looking for feedback. You know, on that um, insecure. Um, check it. Did you check it out, man? Was it worth the wait? Uh. Now I'm really worth the wait, but it, I, yeah, I checked it out, man. Um, you know, it's too early to tell. It's just one episode I saw. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm still debating am I on Team Issa or Team Lawrence, you know what I mean? Well, uh, if you're on Team Lawrence, you're on hiatus <laughs> for, for this season because <laughs> Lawrence ain't to be found this season. Uh, he's not okay. on. He's not in season three, so you you got to hold off till next season. Uh, so, you know, um, you know, she... Uh, I think her cast of characters are pretty funny to me. Yeah. yeah um, you know, I, I her girlfriends, uh, the Amanda, what's her name? Amanda Seals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, She's pretty funny. And the one, um, what's the, the her name is Kelly. Okay. Uh, and I didn't realize the, the woman who plays Kelly is actually one of the writers and she is hilarious. Wow. Hmm. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it, it, it's got such a strong following. Um, you know, it's going to do well anyway. And, uh, you know, now it's just a matter of them keeping the momentum going. And I think they will. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. All right. Uh, a couple of White House things, man. Um, these security clearances being snatched. Uh, Brennan, thoughts? Oh, man, that's, that's you know, uh, executive orders and stuff like this. Is, this is his, uh, his secret powers, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is just... It's just it's just signs of an insecure guy. Yeah, yeah. And you know this is fascism at its best, and and we're sitting here we're, we're witnessing this just like the way the Germans witnessed Hitler. Wow. You know, and the fact is we don't have a a Congress or a Senate mm-hmm. that has the kahunas mm-hmm. uh, to stand up. You know, I was listening to a podcast uh, the other day uh, about this guy from a. Uh, he's former attorney general in Missouri. And I think he's running for mayor of Kansas city. Mm -hmm. And he was just talking about the political lack of courage. How for most of these guys, the most courageous they are is the campaign. Once they get in office, uh, they are afraid they're going to lose their job. Yeah. And so they, they do everything they can to be as neutral as possible to, uh, to be very defiant on the most non-controversial issues and to be like sheep on the most controversial ones. Yeah. It's amazing, dude. It, it, it's, um, and, and, and I guess the number now stands at about 60. Right. Uh, or, or so who have signed a letter denouncing uh, the removal of Brennan and several. Well, now there's a list of folks who uh, are supposed to get uh, security clearance snatched. And, uh, right. you know, the security folks but he's ready are coming to sign together. Them all. He's, ready to sign, he's ready to sign off on all of them. Yeah, they've been done as of uh, this podcast. So expect more this week. Um, parade, of course, has been called off until 2019. The cost uh, apparently had ballooned up to like 92 million was the expected cost. Mattis it, did that, man, intentionally. You think? Oh, yeah, man. They did that intentionally, man. Yeah. Oh, you mean they, they they did what the the cost? <laughs> yeah, they 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 they, they ballooned those costs because they don't want to do, do it. Yeah, they it, don't want to do it. That's right. He didn't want to do it. So yeah. So basically, what they had to do was they had to uh, inflate the cost in such a way and told them how politically how it looks stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, th- that's what they did, man. That that was an inside job right there. Yeah, agreed. Um. What do you think about the White House cans, uh, council story that's coming out? Well, on the morning shows right now, uh, Trump is going ape shit over this. I haven't seen the tweets. I don't even pay attention that much to these oh, yeah, tweets. He, I can he imagine. Did, he did send a tweet out saying that uh, he allowed uh, the White House council to do it and he has nothing to hide. But they were saying privately, they said he's going ape shit Cause over this. Don McGahn? They said, yeah, they said, they said <laughs> McGahn is extensively cooperating. Mm. I think McGann is basically saying, look, dude, I'm going to come clean because I know you guys going to come after me. I want some immunity in this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I agree. Uh, you know, I, I think there are people in that White House. They know what's going on. And right now, I think people are saying, I got to start protecting myself because this thing is coming to an end. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, uh, coming to an end, I, I, I don't know what to make of Giuliani's latest phrase he used on meet the press truth isn't truth well that's like uh uh kellyanne conway's thing famous thing oh. alternative facts but you know when, when you get a degree from trump university this is what you get <laughs> this is what you oh get oh my god and that, this that, is what you get. yeah just amazing or maybe trump is saying you know what if i go down i want you rudy to say this stuff so I can sue him for malpractice. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. Hey, man, let's wrap it up. Um, you know, one of the things I'll mention before we wrap, um, good opinion piece in New York Times. Uh, it's called Trump is not king. And uh, it, it talks about the group of top former intelligence and military leaders who are sending the message to you know, the nation's troops and spies think twice before following the president's orders in a crisis. That is amazing. Have you ever seen yep. that? Yep. Hey, man, I've been I listen to these podcasts about the mob and the CIA. Yeah. This dude need to be he needs to be careful, man. Well, this is from uh, Tim Weiner. Uh, 
he is the author of The Histories of the FBI and CIA. And uh, it's an interesting read, New York Times. Uh, I'll find the link and post it on the podcast page if y'all want to check it out. So, cool. All right, Rand, what you got, man? Man, I've been ranting the whole time, man. I don't have anything else more. <laughs> I've been ranting the entire time, man. No you more. No. Um, yeah. You know, I just, uh, I think the thing that really gets me a little upset right now that what they're doing in one of these counties in Georgia yeah. uh, that has uh, a very high... Um, African-American voter base mm -hmm. and the way they are screwing those people around by, by shutting down the polling, yeah. polling uh, facilities. Yeah. This is know, uh McIntosh, McIntosh down near, uh, right. if, God, what is it? Brunswick, Brunswick, Georgia, right. down on the, on the coast, right on, yeah. on the coast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how many did you get? That, it's that, like 75% of the polling yes, places. That, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. And that's, that, that's why we need to vote. So yeah. we can get people out yeah. down there uh, from making these types of decisions. Yeah, this is definitely uh, voter suppression. But, um, you know, you guys, if I know everybody, this podcast goes out, uh, you know, Google McIntosh uh, County. I think it is McIntosh, but Brunswick, Georgia, it, it's the surrounding areas. Um, and, and it talks about I think NPR, NPR may have done the story. Uh, locally, uh, hats off to uh, WABE and and Rose, who did the uh, reporting, uh, had someone actually in studio and they talked about it. And the ACLU is involved in that, too. It's a it's a big deal in the state because of the fact that, you know, it, this is a Georgia is a high profile state with Stacey Abrams running. You know, so so the and, and you know, not to mention that the state was one of the states uh, that was called out in terms of tampering. Um, Russian tampering. So people are watching. The other thing, you know, as you, as you probably heard, Rand, uh, you know, the uh, court has ruled that or at least recommended that Georgia add paper ballots. And, um, of course, the guy who's running Kemp has indicated, uh, no, it's going to cost too much. He's, he's backpedaling to avoid having to switch Georgia's um, uh, voting mechanisms to or the voting machines to uh paper so that's going to be interesting to watch as well because the, the the crazy thing about the voting machines in georgia is that these machines are electronic and the company that uh actually uh did these machines or, or, or built these machines no longer supports the machines which is crazy why would you have the machines that are no longer supported by the company that made them it's amazing so yeah, hell, that's my rant, man. I, I do want to say, um, you know, again, man, to the Queen of Soul. I know it's going to be the next couple of weeks, uh, but a couple of weeks before uh, the actual funeral and the procession and everything, man. But um, you know, man, I, I hope my hope in all this, man, is that her legacy improves the quality of material. You know, as as people talk about. You know, the things that she's she's done. And, and you know, of course, I mean, we, we tend to celebrate people more after they're dead, after they pass. I, I hope her legacy improves the quality of material and raises the bar, you know, because it does make it makes you go back and take a look at her performances. And, and it's going to be high, more high profile. I, I was not thrilled, man, with, um, you know, uh, black media in terms of how it was covered day of. I think it could have been done better, uh, you know, especially some that, you know, I, I tend to lean more toward the ones that do music because it was interesting. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to kind of punch around. There were a lot of folks who, who played nothing. Well, you know, I hate to say it, man. The problem is the black media now is run by the kids. Yeah. And yeah. so they don't have a, a frame of reference or any context about the greatness of Aretha Franklin. Yeah. It was just, I mean, it, really, it, was, it was interesting. I hate to say that, man. Yeah. People like you yeah. are no longer in uh, making those decisions now that you guys are retiring. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's interesting because I, I do give kudos. I, I, I beat them up, up enough. Uh, but CNN did a great job uh, of, of almost going wall to wall of anybody. Um, MSNBC did a fairly good job as well. Um, the news outlets and um, I won't mention TV1 and BET Ugh. 
day of. It was just disappointing. Hmm. I'll leave yeah. it at that. Anyway, y'all, uh, make sure you check us out. Go to castropolis.net. Uh, you can you can give patreon.com uh, forward slash GP3 homies. We're on Patreon. All the information you need. Shout out to Evie. Uh, ran Evie's uh, podcast, Yvette's uh, podcast, <laughs> as, you, as she's referred to, Yvette Cook Darby. Um, uh, what Rise Up Doyans is active. It's live at SoundCloud, uh, soon to be live on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. So congrats to Evie, to Yvette for, for doing great things with her podcast, Rise Up Doyans. I, I encourage you to check it out, everyone. And uh, I'll make sure we have the um, that on the podcast page as well. Okay? All right. With that said, man, number 102 is in the can. And uh, again, peace out to everybody. Love, peace, and soul, and the queen of soul and all that good stuff. We love you. We miss you. And uh, thank you for everything. Thank you to the Queen of Soul. That's right. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap, SB the G, graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.